Welcome to the Wednesday evening, January the 13th, 2010. This is Dream the Biggest Dream, Lessons from the Frontline. Tonight, healing on all levels. Welcome to this evening's call. Appreciate you making your way to this experience, to be here right now. I am also here right now with you, (laughs) contrary to what that little pause may have suggested. Uh, Before we head into the topic tonight, a couple of uh, updates. uh, It was made official yesterday that uh, two very good friends of mine uh, became engaged. Uh, Clinton and Braden in uh, the Cayman Islands. And I have to tell you that I actually knew about this over a month ago when uh, I was called to be asked if I would uh, be able to marry them. And uh, it is very exciting. So just sending some really good, positive, loving energy out to Clinton and Braden on the Cayman Islands tonight. Also, it's just been, it's been quite a week since we, we met up here last. Um, always good, always exciting. Um, always lots to process from one week to another. Tonight's call, I'll read you the, uh, the introduction from the announcement. 2010 seems to be presenting itself as a wonderful year to address the healing of ourselves. It may be that I have absolutely immersed myself into my holistic healing practice, or it may be The changes leading up to 2012 have us all addressing what's going on inside and what's manifesting physically, whatever the case. I embrace the opportunities to further my own healing and to assist others in their process. This week I delve into the body, mind, and spirit aspects of healing on all levels. Whether you're healing old wounds, current ailments, emotional issues, or have already gone through the process, there will be something on this call to serve your highest good. And this question, where are you in the healing process? And what do you need to go deeper? This whole topic of healing has been an interesting one for me in the last couple of years, maybe the last six years, possibly. Um, goes back for me maybe seven years ago to when my father was diagnosed with a, a degenerative neurological disease. At that time, I was just coming out of an experience in Sedona that literally blew the doors open, blew the walls down, and the ceiling and the floor off of reality for me. 
And uh, it was on my last day, after my last day of a week-long intensive in Sedona, during which time I cleared or came into alignment with so much of my life experience that had, well, that I wasn't in alignment with. (laughs) And this was one of the first calls I took after a week of not being on the phone, not communicating with anyone, just working with these seven practitioners one-on-one with me. And I talked to my father, and he told me about this disease that he was diagnosed with called progressive supranuclear palsy. I could tell that he was deeply affected by this. His voice was cracking. He sounded weak, not just weak from a strength standpoint, but weak from a spirit standpoint. But it didn't, it didn't hit real deep with me because I had experienced something that week that hit home what I already knew to be true. And that was that if you don't own something... It doesn't have to play a major part in your reality. Well, those of you who have been on these calls for several years, and uh, in particular in the last year, know that in April my father transitioned. Uh, He shortly after being diagnosed with this disease, my father and my two brothers, after seeing the changes in me, chose to go to Sedona and take part in the Sedona Intensive with Albert Clayton Golden. Uh, At that time, my father was very clearly given a choice that he could look at this disease as an inconvenience. Now, something else I learned in this process is you don't always know until later on what someone's sole purpose is. And you can't judge them. And you can't overlay your experience on them. Sometimes all you can do is to be present for them and to love them unconditionally. My father chose to to own his illness and and looking back I realized that he needed to do that to get the full experience that his soul needed to fulfill what he came here to accomplish 
for himself on the biggest levels. There were times that it was difficult for me because I knew that it didn't need to be the way that it was going to play out that it and that it did play out. It was during this time that I was developing my own healing abilities. There was a lot there for me in my process and in this in this experience. Uh, many of you know that I took 18 months off of doing these calls when I moved from Sedona to California. One of the reasons that Maya and I moved to California was to make sure that we could both spend some valuable time with my father, Maya with her her grandfather. Uh, I took the time off. I I mentioned last week that I took the time off because I needed to be a victim. And uh, I needed to have my own experience, and and I couldn't have had that experience and still held the line, still resonated to what Dream the Biggest Dream is all about for me. I couldn't show up each week on these calls as Dr. Dream and have the experience that um, that I was choosing to have. So I took 18 months off from the call. During that time, in addition to spending a lot of time with my father, I became uh, quite ill myself. Some pretty major stomach issues. Uh, 11 kidney stones in 20 months. Those of you that know about kidney stones just winced when I said that because it is incredibly painful to have a kidney stone, let alone one every other month. But uh, this is a choice I made under my conscious awareness. And I dealt with my own issues about healing. I fully tapped into conventional medicine. I was going to say traditional medicine, but traditional medicine is really much more holistic. I fully tapped into conventional medicine. MRIs, CAT scans, um, colon. I was like, I can't even remember what else. And then it was like, ah, remember colonoscopy. Uh, and it it hit a crescendo for me as I sat across the desk from my doctor, a gastroenterologist who I really liked, and he suggested that we go through an operation to take out part of my large intestine. 
he followed that with, I'm not sure it'll really help, but it's it's basically all we can do. <laughs> something triggered me right then. And I lunged across, no, uh, something, tri- <laughs> something triggered me right then. And I looked at him and said, Doctor, I respect you, and I'm sure that you actually do help a number of people. But I need to go back to the process that has worked for me for years. And I left his office. And today, I no longer have those issues. Today, I have my entire large intestine. Um, It couldn't be addressed just on a physical level. My father, who always in his life absolutely immersed himself in the challenge of whatever was before him, looked at alternative uh, medical modalities, looked at conventional, the newest conventional uh, ways of dealing with PSP. But there was something missing because he owned that disease far too much. In the process of the six years that it took him to go from being diagnosed to transitioning, he raised $3 million for research into the disease. Amazing accomplishment. But also a very clear sign that he absolutely owned it. I fault him for nothing regarding how he approached this disease. It was on his level and from my perspective absolutely heroic what he did and what he went through. I spent uh, the last week, week and a half of his life with him at his home out in Palm Desert. I spent a good number of hours, somewhere between four and eight or more hours a day, laying in bed next to him, stroking his head, talking to him. He was in and out of a morphine coma, which was... um, truly a blessing based on the discomfort level at that point. And I spent that time blessing him and reassuring him and his soul and his spirit of the unconditional love that he was headed back to. Now, jump ahead eight months, I find myself, as I mentioned last week, uh, with uh, here in Southern California still, uh, having 
really immersed myself in my holistic healing practice, uh, continuing on a daily basis to fine-tune what I do, how I do it, what my perspective is, and to continue to process who I am, what my life is about, and continue to reaffirm how it works, the nature of reality on all levels. So I then further find myself with some clients right now that are dealing with some physical ailments. And uh, tonight's topic, healing on all levels, became a, um, a really good topic for me, for us. Uh, somebody came to me, found me on Facebook, came to me, we had interacted a little bit, this person uh, spent some time getting a comfort level with me, and then came to me and explained a physical situation they were dealing with, and uh, asked for some help. Now... You all know me well. I don't mince words. I'm straightforward. And I figure if you show up in front of me, in my experience, it's not for me to bend my belief. It's not for me to compromise what I stand for. So I said to this person, I am very happy to help you, but I have a question for you. And my question is, what is your belief in creating miracles? I think it may have caught this person a little bit off guard. Maybe not. But they said that they believed in creating miracles. I said, no, really. Do you believe that together we can create a medical miracle? And they said, yes. And I said, well, based on that, I will walk this path with you side by side and give you everything I've got. But I know, I know, miracles are available in each and every moment for each and every one of us. But if you don't believe, it's not going to happen. And it doesn't matter how much I believe, you must believe. Well... Jump ahead now several weeks. I work with this person, uh, I think, four times four times a week now. And uh, 
it's been an incredible experience for me. Absolutely incredible. It's given me an opportunity to fully, fully stand in my truth. This experience has given me an opportunity to absolutely, absolutely support another being from the solid foundation of my belief. I am so incredibly grateful for this opportunity. Now let's talk about the healing process. I've got two quotes here from someone I've had the opportunity to spend some time with. Uh, This person was the first, second, and third person (laughs) to uh, do Diksha, or the oneness blessing on me, Lindsay Wagner. Uh, Claim to fame from a while back was she was the bionic woman. And this first quote from her, I've experienced several different healing methodologies over the years, counseling, self-help seminars, and I've read a lot, but none of them will work unless you really want to heal. She goes on to say, a lot of people say they want to get out of pain And I'm sure that's true, but they aren't willing to make healing a high priority. They aren't willing to look inside to see the source of their pain in order to deal with it. Imagine my surprise as I'm researching healing quotes, and I come across two from a person I absolutely love and adore and who has had a huge impact on me. I've got an interview filmed and transcribed that I looked at the other day with her. And I've got her on film looking at the camera saying, create reality. And then I find these quotes. And what I like about this is it says it exactly the way it is. If you're not ready to really want to be healed, it's not going to happen. And if you're not willing to look inside to see the source, it's not going to happen. So I have this person come to me. And we start the process. And like so many processes that involve healing, it starts with all the physical stuff. Starts with looking at it strictly from a physical standpoint. And little by little, we start 
digging in. Little by little, we start going through the layers. Talk about peeling the layers of the onion. We literally talk about that in our healing sessions. Another layer down. And we've gone deep. I so honor the commitment and the courage of this incredible being to take this where they've chosen to take it. Quite honestly, this person could have just said, hmm, okay, got this physical thing. I'm all set. You know, by the time they came to me, they had a date for surgery set in February. They didn't need to dig in. They already could have tapped themselves into the whole conventional thing. But this person has a conscious awareness this person no longer wants to live with what's going on inside to create what's going on physically. Because everything that shows itself in our physical body has lived in our emotional body before it ever became physical. But what happens we get distracted. No, we don't get distracted. We distract ourselves. We don't deal with our stuff head on all the time, do we? It's a little bit heavy. Sometimes we feel a little bit unprepared. Sometimes it's just a whole lot easier to sweep it under the carpet and just continue going about our lives as though nothing happened. But what happens? Can't keep sweeping something under the carpet without ending up with something really big under the carpet. At some point, you're going to have to deal with it. At some point, you're going to have to clean out the corners, the corners of you inside the place that you've chosen not to shine the light, the place that you could tuck some things away, pack it in a box, tape it up, put it over there. Can't really see it over there, can you? Maybe you can. Let's put a couple things in front of it. At some point, we all have to deal with our stuff. I don't know, I cannot tell you right now what's happening with us heading into 2012 and beyond, but I can suggest to you that it's not going to get easier to hide our stuff from ourselves easy to hide it from anyone outside of you, or it has been, but you can't hide your stuff from you anymore. You must feel that happening. You must be experiencing that. 
It's just becoming not an option. So this person and I, we spend, our, our appointments have ended up being, you know, two, three-hour appointments. Three hours. We end up sitting and talking for the first part of the appointment. They talk. I listen. I ask questions. And then it comes to me. And I don't hold back. I say exactly what comes to me. They're not the most comfortable questions. They involve lifting up the carpet and saying, hmm, what's that over there? How did this work out? Why this? Why that? This person doesn't back down from any question, doesn't tell me to move the spotlight from that corner, says, you're right. It's good. Let's take a look in, over there. Let me spend some time with that. Every day I get an email from this person with insights of what's coming up for them. And gratitude for the role that I'm playing in the process. And every time I read those emails and every time I sit here and have these sessions and then do the, the work, I thank my universe for giving me this opportunity. Thank my universe for allowing me to be here now to have this experience, to change, strengthen, adjust, and expand who I am. I'm honored. Carl Townsend says, all healing is first a healing of the heart. My friends, anything that is happening to you physically has happened already emotionally on your emotional body, in the emotional level of who you are. All healing is first a healing of the heart. Gary Zukov says, eventually you will come to understand that love heals everything and love is all there is. Do you hear that, my friends? Love is all there is. And who is it? Who is it that we forget to love the most? Ourselves. Unconditional love for self changes everything. 
<laughs> Hubert Humphrey, past vice president of the United States, has a great quote. Sometimes quotes come from some unexpected places. Hubert Humphrey says, The greatest healing therapy is friendship and love. And I would take it a step further and say, For yourself and then all those in your experience. You've got to turn that mirror, look in your mirror, and you've got to proclaim your love for all aspects of yourself. I had a friend over here the other day, and I love this person, and I've loved this person since I met them on Facebook. And we became friends pretty much right away. We've had a lot of interactions, a lot of one-on-one time, a lot of phone calls. But I'll tell you what happens with this person. When I start to get really deep, when I start to peel the, the layers of the onion, it gets a little scary. Something comes up, and they back away. Doesn't stop me. Doesn't stop me from anything. Doesn't stop me from unconditionally loving this person, unconditionally supporting this person, and always, always, always being here for them. Well, the other day, I finally had to do, I finally had the opportunity to do some healing work with this person. And you can probably tell by now, if you haven't experienced what I do, it's not on the surface. The work that I do, what I facilitate based on the person making themselves available to be part of this experience and process is anything but the surface. We dive right in. I say we because they're not alone. (laughs) When I first got my cards done up that talked about healing, the back said, Your next appointment is. And then when I went to get them redone and I was reworking the back, I left the Y off on accident. And it said, our next healing appointment is. And I said, thank you, higher self, for facilitating me dropping that Y. Because it's not their appointment. It's our appointment. And we're in this together. I would suggest that this person here in my sacred healing space had about as profound of an experience as they could imagine having. Tears streaming down their face. It's not unusual for people to cry in their sessions with me. while they're letting go, while they're releasing, while they're bringing into alignment, 
while they are wrapping all aspects of their experience with unconditional love. I look forward to some more sessions with this person. This was truly tip of the iceberg, but I wanted them to know what it felt like to bring some aspects of self into alignment, what it felt like to heal key crucial aspects of their experience. Somebody said to me today, a dear, dear friend of mine, one of my mentors, is talking about the work that I'm doing. We don't talk that much anymore. I know this person's energy is always with me. I was explaining to them what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, my energy and my perspective. And it was beautiful. They said to me, Mark, I've got several more years on you. And one of the things I've learned is that the work that you do, the energy that you work with is what you need to apply to yourself. And I said, thank you. And I looked, I was sitting in my truck and I looked in my rear view mirror so I could see my eyes, so I could be authentic with myself. And I reminded myself that the work that I've done to get this far has been all about bringing myself into alignment with what my experience has been about. And the processing that I do on a moment-to-moment, hour-to-hour, day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, you get the idea, basis, is about coming into alignment with my experience coming into alignment with the choices I've made, conscious and unconscious. We get to make these choices. We get to process in each and every moment. You don't need to wait for anything. Nothing. Nothing at all. All the healing in the world, all the healing that you need in the universe is available to you right now. In our life, we make choices. When I was a child, when I was four years old, and I watched my parents modeling for me what love was, I made choices. I've had to go back and clear those choices. I've had to go back consciously and in my awareness is who I am today and say, I made this choice and I'm now making a different choice. We all have this. There isn't a person that's listening to this right now. There isn't a person that's alive in form as a spiritual being having a human experience that doesn't have healing work to do. We came back here to do this work. 
we came back here to come into alignment. We left unconditional love to come here, realize that it's all about love, so we can go back to unconditional love. Sai Baba said, love one another and help others to rise to the higher levels simply by pouring out love. Love is infectious and the greatest healing energy. Melody Beatty or Beatty said, live your life from your heart, share from your heart, and your story will touch and heal people's souls. And Gary Zukov's quote one more, one more time, eventually you will come to understand that love heals everything. And love is all there is. I had some experiences this past week that triggered my entire being to feel such incredible love. Several of you on this call showed up for me all at the same time in my experience and assisted me in feeling such love this past week, I thank you for that. I absolutely thank you for that. A couple of you on this call, I want to thank anonymously. A couple of weeks ago, I added a donate button on the bottom of each page of the DreamTheBiggestDream.com website. A couple of you have taken advantage of that. And I just want to tell you how much that means to me. Your act, and it's not the amount that's important, it's the energy that that is from and is about. And I just want to thank you for that and let you know that I am here and I will continue to be here because touching the lives of many, many beings and being connected with unconditional love in each moment that I am conscious and aware enough to connect with it is what my life is about. So back to this week's question, where are you in your healing process and what do you need to go deeper? You're right where you should be and what do you need to go deeper? Unconditional love for self and a conscious awareness of what your life is all about. A couple of other things happened this week. 
want to talk just a little bit before I open up the lines about manifestation. I was sitting here Monday night typing up the announcement about this call, and in one part of uh, the email that goes out, I list, uh, there's an area called Creating a Reality Near You Dreamers Wanted and Want to Play, and it's where I'm going to be doing some sessions, conferences I'm part of, workshops I'm in or doing. And on Monday night, it was Los Angeles and Orange County. Los Angeles next weekend, the 23rd and 24th. Orange County, the 30th. And then in the section underneath that, it says, Bring Dr. Dream to you. Dreamers wanted. Let's play. And it talks about where I'd like to be. And one of the areas listed there is San Francisco. I started thinking about San Francisco. And it wasn't, but 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from a 415 area code, San Francisco. But you know what? I don't connect the dots all the time right away, and it didn't even trigger that things were connected yet. And I thought, San Francisco, I wonder who's calling me from San Francisco. And a person got on the phone when I answered and said, I don't know if you remember me, but we met and we interacted at Burning Man. And told me his name. And I knew exactly who he was. Mind you, I met and interacted with well over 600 people in a one-week period at Burning Man this past year. But I knew exactly who this person was. And he called up and he wanted some help stimulating his ability to achieve a dream that he has. And he said, I just knew that I had to call you, Dr. Dream, connect with you. And I said, that's interesting because you called the right person. And I will do everything I can to assist you. And I said, I also realize that there's a synchronicity happening right now that's not lost on me. And that's that 10 minutes ago I was thinking about San Francisco and that I could use some help doing a program there. (laughs) So in that time, 10 minutes from the thought to the call and then another 15 or 20 minutes to the end of the call, and we had established that on February 6th and 7th, one week after the Orange County sessions, that uh, I'll be doing sessions in San Francisco with this gentleman's full support and assistance. It's beautiful how the universe works. Be present. Place your order. I was in a meeting this week, and we were talking about some goals and some plans for the future some big stuff, some global, some global stuff. And a healer that I have a tremendous respect for said what works for him, he thought he was to take his healing modality and spread it all around the world. And what he realized is he's to utilize his healing modality 
to help people, and that should be his single-minded focus. So I wrote down these three notes. Stay on purpose. Single-minded focus. And then I wrote for myself, what is your purpose? What is your focus? And I want you to ask yourself those questions. I want you to answer it. And as often as you can possibly think about your purpose and your focus and your goals and your dreams during the day, you take those opportunities and you energize them. And don't you ever stop energizing them. And don't own anyone else's stuff but your own. And you watch your dreams manifest. You watch the life you've always wanted show up right before your eyes. Stay on purpose, single-minded focus. Appreciate you being on the call tonight. You know that as much as this call was about healing on all levels, it was about you and me being here right now, solid on a foundation of unconditional love, supporting each other for all that means. I'm going to unmute the lines at this point. It's your opportunity to share something, say something that serves the highest good of all. And here you go. Okay, so I wowed you all into silence. Uh, Oh. Nobody has to say anything. But does anyone want to? I just wanted to thank you, Mark, because I really feel at this point you're an amazing healer, and I thank you for sharing your story with me and us, and it really inspired me. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you being on the call tonight. And I'm just like everyone else. And if there's a difference, it's that I keep committed to what I believe my experience to be about. But I will tell you, my stuff, like so many others, revolves around insecurities and fears about one thing or another. But I do ask my universe, I do ask God, I do ask the angels to assist me by giving me some validation. You all being on this call is part of that validation. Those of you that I have worked on one-on-one or have shared your experiences through the work that I do and put out there on iTunes and, and in the workbook and everything like that, that keeps me on track. It keeps me committed to what I know my life to be about. I said to someone today, I continue to have to put energy into fully stepping into my authentic self, which is doing what I'm doing right now, and breaking away from what I chose my life to be about so many years ago because that's what was built into my experience. 
and that's that's I just needed to have that so I could learn how to break away from it now and then share that with others. But I, I appreciate your comment, and I appreciate you being on this call. Anybody else tonight? Well, this is Amber Penrose, and I'm saying, wow. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else to say. Wow, you really wowed me tonight. And you, you said some things that, right, right, you know, they were you were talking right to me, and I, I get it. I get it, and I thank you, and I bless you. Well, Amber, you know that you inspire me, that your perspective and that your energy and that you, as the wise, feminine, wonderful, womanly spirit that you are, has touched my life in such a way that I will never be the same. And every woman that I come into contact with from the time I met you can thank you for how you've affected me. And I thank you right now. Thank you very much. Anybody else tonight? Well, I have to tell you, I'm standing here. My daughter comes up toward the end of the call. She has an idea around when the call ends. And we've got a loft place anyway, so uh, there's no doors or anything. And she's laying here in the middle of my bed with Jake next to her. And if my heart had not been opened enough through the experience of this call, this vision that I see before me uh, has just sort of topped off the glass, the vessel that I am, with so much unconditional love, I'm overflowing. And uh, I share that with you um, because... uh, because that's my experience in this moment. I want to thank you all for being on tonight's call. Next week, it's going to be another powerhouse. (laughs) Please join us. Please check out the website, dreamthebiggestdream.com. Download the 105-page workbook, 21 Days to Change the Conscious Creation Program. It's at dreamthebiggestdream.com forward slash Free, F-R-E-E, and you're free to be you, and you're free to let everyone around you be them, and you're free to be so full of unconditional love that you have no choice but to share it with everyone that you come into contact with. I bid you good night. I bid you an incredible week full of experiences that rock your boat. Have a great one, you guys, and be on next week's call. Take care. Good night. Good night, Mark. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.